Picks it up in backcourt. Now down to 10. TJ, front court, left wing. Bryant for three in the tie. Got it! Oh, Elijah Bryant! Got Five seconds. Here comes San Francisco. They've done it! What? This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Gotta play D! Presented by the BYU (laughs) Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. February 12th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Abraham Lincoln's fifth cousin, twice removed, Jerem Jordan. So most most of the time when you present something like this, it's just straight, made up. What? Half the time it's garbage. Huh? I'm actually Abraham Lincoln's eighth cousin, and I have the paperwork to prove it. I'm not, it. I'm not kidding. You have legitimate documentation. What? Yes. What is an eighth cousin? I have no idea, <laughs> but I see his name and a bunch of lines, and then I see my name. Happy birthday, Thanks, Abraham Grandma. Lincoln. Thanks, Grandma, for that paper. When's Abraham Lincoln's birthday? Abraham That's Lincoln. what we really need to find out. Exactly. What huge, a weekend, man. Huge Monday show following an improbable Dramatic BYU basketball win. Fans were leaving the building early. Those were the same fans that left Jack Murphy Stadium in 1980 down 21 as well. Unforgettable stuff. (laughs) Hoops analyst Mark Durant will join us live. Gonzaga beats up on St. Mary's. Is that good or bad for BYU? And Kyle Collinsworth making the most of his NBA opportunity. All reason to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Gets the ball in to Reitman with three and with two. Ferrari to the right wing. A three for the win, and he missed oh. it. And the Cougars win it. And the Cougars win it. 5-73 in overtime. What a game. Ding, ding, ding. Went the trolley. Wow. Wow, Greg. What a game. Greg Rebell and Mark Duran on the call for BYU Radio. The Cougars erase a six-point deficit in 22 seconds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's awesome. Which brings us to my first question, Jerem. BYU beats San Francisco 75-73 in overtime. Is that game a meaningful win, or should fans be... I don't know, worried about how close that game was because it was a middle-of-the-pack team. First, just appreciate the comeback. Like you just said, down six, 22 seconds left, seven with under a minute to go. This felt like the TCU game from, like, 2007 or whatever where BYU was down nine with a minute to go. And Hallelujah, Jerem. Just enjoy this. Like, remember, remember the game where BYU was down six with 22 seconds to go and won clutch shots from TJ Haas, clutch shot from Elijah Bryant. Listen, to to your question, no, in, enjoy this one. BYU did turn it over a season-high 19 times. Ball pressure on the wings and on the catch on the post has caused BYU problems against LMU and San Francisco. That is a note to take away from this. But enjoy the fact that BYU came back and won in this. You don't win every game in the same way, and BYU got a dramatic, fun comeback. And I know a dude... Justin McClellan, who left with two minutes to go, and he missed out like some of the other people. Come on, Justin. I've said oh, it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He's saying that. I said it right after the game. This is the type of win that can change the fortune of a season because there's whoa, something. Whoa, why? 
There's something that happens within the makeup of a team. When you do something like that, you bond together. You never stop believing. So people are like, oh, we never stop believing. Like, this is the type of thing that really solidifies that idea, right? You just won't have it this easy. It won't be San Francisco, and it won't be at home. It's going to be Gonzaga, and it's going to be on their second home court in Las Vegas. Let's rewind to 2006. Dave Rose's first season. This is a great year for BYU football. Dave Rose's first season as the BYU head coach against TCU, a really bad TCU team in Mountain West Conference play. They're good now. The Cougars are down 10 with a minute to go. Lee Kamard. Fans leaving. Okay, sound familiar? BYU erases a 10-point deficit in 60 seconds. Force overtime, they win that game. The Cougars were 10-6 and six going into that game. 10-6, and six, okay? They won 10 of the next 11 games following that. Now, my counter to that is that was a championship BYU team. No, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't? first season. So they took second in league, something it won't do third. this season. They took third in league that year. BYU will do that. That will happen. <laughs> they that won happen. 10 of 11 after that game. It was a flipping point for that team. I hope it is, but BYU in league didn't have a 10th ranked Gonzaga or whatever barreling down. On Meaningful the- win. All right. Okay. Elijah Bryant hits game, the game-tying three. I've been saying this after the St. Mary's game at home at Pacific. Elijah Bryant needs to shoot. Well, he shoots and he scores in a clutch situation. Should he be the guy taking those shots? Well, yes is the easy answer, right? Because of yeah. what he just did. He just hit the shot of the season. I don't care that it was against San Francisco. The BYU Cougars needed this win in a lot of ways. And Elijah Bryant was the one that gave him an opportunity to get to overtime by knocking down the biggest three-pointer of the season. So, yes, the easy answer is why not have him take shots in the clutch? Now, the real question is, would things be different had he taken shots against yes! the Aries and Pacific, right? Yes. He had the ball in his hands. I think hands. BYU wins both those games. He At had least the ball one of them. in his hands against St. Mary's. Great uh, screen, by the way, by Yoli Childs. And the fact that BYU gives up the Sole Boom runout layup and has 11 seconds ended up working out for BYU. So they could drop a play. It was well drawn up by Heath Troyer and Tim Lacombe and Quincy Lewis and that staff, Dave Rose. And BYU, may- yes. Yes, Elijah Bryant needs to be the guy taking these shots. But would it be different? Again, he had the ball in a sense. He could have taken the final shot against St. Mary's. Yes, and he was too unselfish in that moment. And then against Pacific, he couldn't get the ball. It was too late. He should have brought it up the court. So this was good. BYU uh, gets him the ball. He makes the shot. TJ Haas is scoring 20.6 points per game over the last three. He was enormous against San Francisco. Had a season-high 26 points. Are these numbers sustainable, Jerem? No, because Elijah Bryant has been taking like eight shots a game the last three. Um, TJ Haas has gone from 12.5 a game up to 20.6, so 8.1 the last three. He plays well against Gonzaga. Elijah Bryant missed some time against LMU. And then Elijah Bryant doesn't force shots. He forced a shot against San Francisco, and I looked around and I thought, is that like the first forced shot by Elijah Bryant this whole year? He's very patient. I don't think it's sustainable, but I think it's good that TJ Haas is inserting himself more. I don't expect 20.6 points per game the rest of the way just because of the dynamic of how this team is built with Yoli Childs, Elijah Bryant, and TJ Haas. It's always going to be one guy typically that is the high score, right, out of those three. So, no, well, I, I don't guess, expect yeah, TJ the- to score 20-plus per game, but I do expect him to continue to play 
at a better level offensively, be more consistent shooting the ball. It seems like he's got the swagger back. So that's what I do expect is him to shoot at a higher percentage. Regardless of how many points he scores, I think he's going to shoot the ball better. He needs to be a 15-game a guy instead of a 12-game a guy. And when he plays Gonzaga, he's a 20-a-game guy. So that's good. He's shooting better from the field, similar looking from three, better assists, steals or wash, okay? T.J. Haas needs to be, and we talked about it weeks ago, T.J. Haas needs to be the number three or two or one in every game. The Ginger Mamba in his full glory has the swagger (laughs) back. Words not uttered often. Ginger Mamba in glory. This is great. I love it. Kyle Collinsworth gets 31 minutes yesterday, scored six points, eight boards, five assists. How about that? Is he cementing his spot on the Mavs roster in the future? At Big Russia 5 you're talking about because that's his Twitter handle? Absolutely. Follow-up dunk. Assist the first and only dunk of the season to Dirk Nowitzki. He's seven feet tall. Come on, Dirk. Swats James Harden gets flagrant fouled by Isaiah Thomas also over the weekend. Has a a behind-the-back no-look pass for an open three. Coming off his best game as a Mav, yes, Kyle Collinsworth is making the most of his opportunity. Yeah, I think he is cementing his spot on the Mavericks. A bad Mavericks team, but he's doing what he has to do. Everybody, like Dallas Mavericks fans are like, oh, yeah, I like the Collinsworth kid, right? Like, that's good. If they are saying that, then, yes, management is thinking the same. They're hearing the same thing. He's playing 31 minutes? Absolutely. Kyle Collinsworth has found a niche in a non-shooting guard situation. This is good. Because his strength isn't shooting the rock, but he does everything else really well. He distributes well. He rebounds really well. Nice follow-up oh, dunk the at the dunk, half. Yeah. Uh, he, he defends well. This is great to see that Kyle can thrive and be in the NBA. And he had a better week than you did and we did, okay? You, for all the reasons you just described. Even if he retired today, he would have a notable, accomplished NBA career given where he came from to now really happy for him. It's just beginning. Yes, and he's got enough money to buy a lifetime supply of kale and buckwheat, okay? <laughs> like Buckwheat un- from uh, Little Rascals? Unbelievable. Did you see, Jerem, on Saturday, Mark Durant, BYU basketball <laughs> radio analyst, and his magic kitten shirt? I saw it. For those who missed it, it went viral on BYU Twitter, and we'll put it out on BYU Sports Nation. Is it a lucky shirt or is it just plain hideous? I don't know. <laughs> I actually love the shirt. I really do. Mark's going to join us. We're going to ask him what's going on with that shirt. And someone tweeted uh, 100 re- retweets, and Mark Durant wears this till BYU loses. Yeah, where are we on the retweet count for that, by the 100 way? 100 is nothing. Do 1,000. Because Mark Durant agreed to this, obviously. I would love for him to wear this shirt for a very long time if it means more BYU basketball wins. At Pepperdine, at San Diego, at Portland, and then home to Gonzaga. (laughs) I'm calling it a lucky shirt for what happened against San Francisco. That was amazing. Everybody remembers the TCU game I referenced. Everybody will remember this Yeah, I don't know that everyone remembers that. It's, It's been a while. Yeah, it's been like 12 years. I don't know that everyone. You brought it back up for a lot of people. Greg brought it back up on the radio, but yeah. The now ninth-ranked Zags, that's fresh. Okay, that's here we go. That's fresh. Here we go. Blowout now 15th-ranked St. Mary's in Moraga. Is this a good or bad thing for BYU? Oh, man. I think it's a bad thing for BYU. Why? Because it gives Gonzaga a chance to win the league, right, and get that number one seed in Las Vegas. Your boy called it. 
Now hold if on. If BYU wins hold out, hold on, hold on. I'm not they're waving. Have a higher RPI, they're going to be the one seed. I'm not this waving the white. When BYU Gonzaga. beats Gonzaga at home, Gonzaga. When BYU beats Gonzaga at home, Ooh. it'll give St. Mary's the number one seed in Las Vegas. Okay, here, well, here's the root of the question: Do you want to play Gonzaga or St. Mary's? I want to play Gonzaga. I do too. Even though it's their second home court, because it's just a better matchup physically. And TJ Haas is a Gonzaga killer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, I I think that was a good thing for the league, but a bad thing for the Brighamites, because now Gonzaga is getting more confidence. And what you, BYU's just going to have to beat Gonzaga next Saturday, in Provo, to wreck things. Because Gonzaga's making the tourney, so is St. Mary's. But St. Mary's RPI is dropping. It's down to 29 now. And Gonzaga at 37. Yeah, they're going to pass St. Mary's. We'll see. If, if they win out. If they beat BYU. Playing BYU may help them pass because St. Mary's plays a couple of 200-plus teams to finish. RPI. I hate it. It's stupid. We've discussed a ton of stuff. Like I said, huge Monday show. And now we switch our attention to Twitter. What is your biggest takeaway from the BYU basketball overtime win against San Francisco. First tweet in from at USU Cougar 11. This team is gaining more experience and confidence in clutch situations. That will make them better not just next year, but hopefully in the Gonzaga Invitational. That's the hope. You hope to win that Monday semifinal, get to it, win it, and then uh, just see what happens Tuesday in the championship game. Coming up, I, I can't miss right now in and one picks, but did, did I make up any ground is the question. Mm. It's good to be me. Also, Mark Durant joins us. Let's ask him about the kitten shirt. We want his opinion. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Six-point lead, 22 seconds left. No problem for BYU basketball. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation jumping right now on Twitter. All you have to do is follow us at BYU Sports Nation. And whenever you tweet, please use the hashtag BYUSN. Every single tweet, whether it's about the show or not, just use the hashtag. No, I'm just kidding. The uh, BYU Basketball Dave Rose uh, show is tomorrow night at 8 Eastern time. Heath Schroyer is the guest. We will ask him about the last play he drew up for Elijah Bryant, that three, among other. Uh, questions. Use the hashtag Rose Show to ask questions. You can reserve a seat there as well. BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. What is your biggest takeaway from the BYU overtime win over USF? Another takeaway I have, Jerem, is that there is life in kind of injected back into the fan base and the team after an emotional win like that. Sure. You lost two last weekend. You get uh, You get two wins at home, which we expected, but San Francisco sure made it tougher on BYU. Season 9, 19 turnovers. But BYU gets a dramatic win. There's, you're right. There's some juice to that. At Ames Flames tweets, and Jerem Jordan is right. Elijah Bryant needs to take those last-second shots. Amen. Yes. He's, he's the most clutch player on this team. Hashtag EB3, hashtag money. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the man who owns the hashtag Lucky Kitten shirt, Mark Durant. BYU basketball <laughs> alumnus and fashion connoisseur Mark. Welcome back to the program. Uh, are you wearing the kitten shirt right now? Uh, in, in in my heart, I am, but I'm not actually wearing it. You know, I thought to myself, I thought, Mark, what is the one item of clothing that can surpass something that Spencer Linton would wear? And I said, the cat shirt. <laughs> and it, it has did. to be worn. 
What's the story behind the Lucky Cat shirt? Where did it come from? Uh, so last year, uh, I'm driving home with the, my wife and, and Russ Larson and his wife from Vegas on the in the conference tournament. And you make your little stop there in uh, Fillmore, I guess it was, and it had a gas station. And they always have the kind of the the rack of uh, interesting shirts, and <laughs> and I saw a pillar of light, and and it was shining <laughs> on the kit on the kitten shirt, and it was just, it, I mean, it was such a beautiful, it was it was a an awe-inspiring uh, sight, and incredibly, I mean, <laughs> who makes a kitty shirt that's a triple XL? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, who's who's coming up? Yeah, let's make this. Make sure a, a six, seven, two hundred eighty-pound guy can <laughs> fit in this thing. So I thought, if that isn't, uh, uh, you know, divine. Uh, intervention there on my behalf to get me that shirt, and I don't know what it is. So it was purchased, and I love it. And uh, I thought, Cougars, Cats, Kitty shirt, we need a victory. And uh, I think we can all agree that, that that miracle at the end was due to the kitten shirt. Fun fact, the light on that shirt was actually the light to heat the hot dogs, but it had been transferred uh, across, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Will we? You see- know that I, I'm making a stop and getting another shirt this year. Oh yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what what's waiting I, for me this year. I have a bear shirt I'll wear with you that I got at like a city fair to match. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Will we see the cat shirt again? Like, is this something that you're gonna break out in other games? Uh, I mean, it's up to the fans. I do what the fans want, and uh, I said if someone retweets that a hundred times, and I'll wear it, and if so. Until BYU loses, so if you want BYU to win, I, I don't know. You have to retweet that because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't just bring it out uh, at at will. You know, it's got to be special. The fans have to have to really earn it. So we'll see. All right, to be determined. Follow him at Durant Mark. He is with us on BYU Sports Nation. That win, for a lot of reasons, was unforgettable. How does a win like that, erasing a six-point deficit in 22 seconds? affect the season potentially for BYU from here on out? Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, I was pretty down. Uh, I thought, I don't know how I'm going to defend this when I go on with Spencer and Jerem on Monday if BYU loses at home to San Francisco. Now with that, San Francisco played really well. And they they earned the win in that game. And I feel bad for them, actually, that it turned out the way it did for them. I feel great for BYU. But, uh, I mean, that's a tough way to lose. And, but I didn't know. I mean, you're, you just can't lose at home to San Francisco. Uh, and I know we've said that before and, and they've done it before, but uh, I just, I just, I don't know what I can say to try and make that seem all right. Cause it's not. And so I was pretty down and I, <laughs> and, uh, and then they came back and win it and now everything's kind of great, but it, re- it really isn't great. I mean, it's great that they won, but, the fact that they had to have some kind of miracle happen there uh, and really make some great plays to to have any hope of winning and have to have San Francisco miss some free throws and turn the ball over, that's not ideal. And so uh, the the good thing is you, you you can learn a lot from a game like that, and it's hard to learn those lessons with a win than with a loss. So I'm hoping the team learns from it, but. I don't know that I come away very optimistic uh, from from that game. I'm thrilled about it, guys, and, and I wish I could say, well, this might be the turning point, but I came away feeling like there's nobody in the conference that BYU 
is not going to have uh, trouble with. And they go to Pepperdine in San Diego this week. Those games frighten me because of what I saw on Saturday. And teams are kind of getting together uh, a nice scout on BYU. What do, what do we do with BYU? Well, let's slow it down, limit possessions. Let's try and hurry them with some pressure defense. Maybe we can create some turnovers. Uh, let's be super physical with them, try and take them out of what they want to do. That's the San Diego model. That's the Pacific model. And San Francisco played that same way. LMU. So I, I'm worried. So I, but I'm also optimistic knowing that Dave Rose is a pretty smart guy, Heath and Tim and, and those guys. And I'm not saying anything that they're not already knowing and seeing. So I'm hoping you make some changes and try and address some of those issues because there's, you know, every game is going to be tough and you can lose to LMU and you can beat Gonzaga. That's where this team is right now. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I mean, that was discouraging as wonderful and awesome. And I'll, I'll never forget that win. It, it's also a bit discouraging to me that you, you were there in that situation to begin with. And, like Dave Rose says, and I'm kind of rambling on here, but Dave Rose says it's hard to win games, and it's hard. And you see it all over the country. In the top 25, a bunch of teams lost at home uh, because that's where we are at this season. Teams know each other. They figure, th- figure, figure each other out. But that's not doesn't make me feel any better about struggling with a team like San Francisco at home. So that's discouraging. Let's talk about the encouraging thing. I've been clamoring for Elijah Bryant to be the – clutch shot taker for BYU. Didn't take it at St. Mary's, made the choice to pass. You you can not find fault or not on that one. I want him to shoot in that situation. At Pacific, doesn't get the catch on the side. BYU loses that game. In this game, Heath Troyer, or somebody, draws up a tremendous play, and he makes that three. Should Elijah Bryant be taking these shots for BYU here on out? Should they encounter this situation again? Absolutely. I mean, he's your best shooter. And he's big enough to create shots and smart enough to find a way to get open. That was a nice play, a simple play. I have a flare screen that they run, and, and Yoli set a good screen. And you got to be careful not to foul on that screen, but he gave Elijah just enough space, and he's your best shooter. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you it, at least let him make, make the decision. I wish in the St. Mary's game Elijah would have shot it, but I'm fine in that he had the ball and he could decide whether he was going to shoot it or not. That's what I want. I want the ball in his hands because he's, he's your best chance to win. Whatever he decides is that's your best chance to win. And Elijah is just amazing. He's been so good all year. I wish he was more aggressive and more selfish. I think he needs to get more shots up for this team to be successful. Uh, I don't think anyone out in the universe is saying, boy, Elijah Bryant shoots way too much. You know, he needs to shoot more. And I don't know. I mean, he doesn't seem right to me since LMU and he got hit. And I, I have no information about his health other than he just doesn't seem quite right. But even when he's not quite right, I mean, we saw what he did against San Francisco. He's, he's really, really good. So I'm hoping his health is good enough and that he can heal and, and be the kind of player he's been all year for these last few games. While Elijah Bryant hasn't looked totally normal, per se, T.J. Haas has now emerged over the last three games, averaging 20.6 points, shooting a better percentage, really playing at a high level. True or false, Mark, T.J. Haas is back in his full ginger mamba glory. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I just had, had some nasty flashbacks from watching uh, Bingham High play Lone Peak, watching TJ lately, because, you know, he was doing his thing again, and that's so fun. I mean, we all love watching TJ when he's playing like that. And what he can do, uh, I mean, he's super skinny, but that almost helps him as he kind of just finds a way and knifes through the defense. And he's a guy that can get in the paint consistently and uh, where early in the season he wasn't finishing. Now he's really kind of found that knack again of he kind of goes hard to one side and then he pulls back and almost double clutches and, and most of the time gets open. And even when teams stop him, when he gets in the paint, I mean, he had, I don't know, I can't remember seven or nine, I think seven assists in that San Francisco game. So, when he gets in there, causes all kinds of trouble. If you have a guard that can break down a defense and get in the paint, force the bigs to come up, that is the best thing you can do offensively because either TJ's going to score or Big's going to come up, and TJ's a great passer, and you've got Dalton or you've got Yoli or Luke, and they're just cleaning up on, on TJ or what TJ's doing. So uh, he had, I think, maybe his worst game ever against LMU, and that was only, what, three or four games ago. But other than that, he has been terrific. So. I think, yeah, he's back, and uh, he just needs to keep being consistent, and uh, and that makes a big difference. If you can get those three guys healthy and happy and doing their thing, Yoli, Elijah, and TJ, you, you're going to win. And uh, so we'll see, but uh, I, I'm thrilled for TJ because I know he it was hard for him, and he knows what he can do, and he was struggling, and I think he worked hard, got out of the shooting slump, which helped, and now he seems to have his confidence back, and we're seeing uh, the TJ we all know and love. Mark, great to talk to you. Bring the cat shirt. BYU's lost four in a row at Malibu. We need all the help that we can get to break the streak. Well, I'm I'm willing to do my part, guys. And if it means wearing a kitten shirt, I'm on board. <laughs> thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you again soon. Hey, thanks, fellas. See ya. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, who had the better stink face? Elijah Bryan after the game-tying shot in regulation or Spencer Linton's St. Mary's face? Those are two different faces, right? Kind of. Our and one picks relived up next. Can Jerem make some ground on me? And how close did Jimmer get to a 50-point milestone? Welcome back on a Monday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, on demand, anytime, anywhere, people. You like doubleheaders? Well, you do now if you didn't. Thursday night, starting at 8 Eastern, we have the women's basketball game against Pepperdine in Provo. And then we have the men's game right after that at 10, live from Malibu, both on BYU TV. Spencer Linton gets the arduous task of going to Malibu and San Diego to call games this week. So I got you back here in Provo. Dave McCann as well, so we'll have some fun this weekend. I, I believe we have five games on BYU TV Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to be a loaded weekend. Fun fact, you have watched a game in Firestone Fieldhouse, and I have not. This will be my inaugural trip. It's going to be an incredible experience. If BYU wins <laughs> and snaps a four-game losing streak in that building. I don't know that Reggie Miller's going to show up anymore. <laughs> and Trent Dilfer. <laughs> they were there when I at that game. Snap the streak, please. Oh, that's please. Gonna Let's take a look at some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. If you missed it, how dare you? 
BYU basketball down six with 22 seconds to play. I'm looking at you fans that left the game early or turned it off early. They come back to win that game in overtime, 75-73. TJ Haas scores 26 points, seven assists in the game. Kyle Collinsworth had six points, eight rebounds, and five assists, and a block on James Harden. In 31 minutes as the Mavs lost to the Rockets yesterday. Jimmer Fredette scored 49 points, had five assists, and five steals in a win over the Kingdao Eagles. The win secures the final playoff spot in the CBA for the Shanghai Sharks. There we go. And 7th-ranked BYU men's volleyball took down 14th-ranked USC in four sets over the weekend in L.A. in the first conference game of the season for BYU. Brendan Sander led the team with a career high in kills, 23, and he had five aces as well. Wow. Good win for uh, the Cougar men's volleyball team. Jerem! It's time that we relive our and-one picks from that unforgettable San Francisco-BYU basketball game. Picks, predictions, and-one on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah! Okay, Okay, you know the drill by now. If you're new to the program, two points for the first prediction we make, one point for the second for a total... Call this uh, uh, hardening. ...of a potential... Three points. Let's just get Jason Shepard's picks out of the way. Yeah, I guess we have to do these. He uh, was on the show on Friday. He made some picks. Two-pointer. He, Yoli and uh, Eli combined for 40 or more. Nope. <laughs> what? BYU bench score 20 plus. <laughs> <laughs> love three, you, Jason. Three points. Love you, Jason. We do love you. Okay, Jerem. Okay, my two-pointer. BYU will make six plus threes. Yeah, they made seven. Barely got that one. And the end one. Swish! Yeah, BYU out-rebound uh, San Francisco by 7-plus. Cougars out-rebounded the Dons by 9. So I got three points. Let's make up some ground here. All right. Congratulations, Jerem. Oh, boy. Now to my picks. BYU will shoot 75% or better from the free throw line. Cougars averaging 74 on the season. Swish! Yes. Did you need OT for that one? I did need overtime for that. BYU was under 75 most of the game. Made clutch free throws down the stretch. Like Thank you, TJ Haas. And my and one pick, BYU will force 14 turnovers or more. Yeah! Karan Thank Butler. you, Karan Butler. Yeah! I also needed overtime to secure that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, BYU forced 16. The Cougars turned it over a season high 19 times. And still won the game. You want to know why San Francisco was in the game? Because BYU turned the ball over 19 times. San Francisco forced a lot of those. Yeah, they played really good defense. Yeah. They played one of their I'll better games the of the season. I didn't make up any ground on you, Remember though. San Francisco? Remember San Francisco beat a ranked Nevada team on a neutral floor. Nevada and they played a game good. Like, they played a game like they did against BYU Nevada's, when they played Nevada. Nevada's top 20 ranking RPI they're good, man. So the Dons have had that moment they before, can't, right? Yeah, you see what they can be. You see where the ceiling Correct. is, Correct. Right? All right, updated results from and one, Jerem. I am at 23 points on the season, and you are at 16 after going a perfect I, four for four in your last four picks. Yeah, I got six points this week, and I didn't make up any ground. Because, because I also, also scored six points. Because BYU went to OT. <laughs> I could be so much. I, 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 <laughs> what is your biggest takeaway from the We're BYU? We're out of real estate, too. Overtime win against San Francisco. Now, wait a minute. We have four regular season games left. Yes. Two in Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
three in Vegas. And then three NIT games, and Stop then we're it. done. Stop it. And then that's it. I, I got to make up some room. Let's go. Go, man. Maybe that's your biggest takeaway from three the game, Vegas. right? That you're running out of uh, time to catch me in the end one picks. Who's, who said uh, DJ Nels answered the Twitter question? They couldn't beat USF in regulation. That was their that biggest takeaway? Yeah, biggest takeaway. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> At Laser Sheep tweets in, Mine actually was the T-shirt. What? Referencing Mark Durant's kitten T-shirt. After that, it was TJ Haas' playing well on a more consistent basis. He got BYU back into the game, down the stretch, clutch when he needed to be. He hit that three. Down seven. Down seven. To make yes. it a four-point game. Absolutely. Yeah. That was an enormous if shot as well. he misses that, USF gets the ball and makes free throws, good night. But, but things happen. The Josh Shear hard nap, by the way, that drive, and then the foul call on that, that was so that was such garbage. Terrible call. That was terrible. But BYU benefited. Yes, at WCC. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, tremendous. At, at WCC <laughs> officials tweeted uh, right after the game, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne Johnson. Appreciate well, it. also the reach-in foul that put TJ Haas on the line to put BYU oh, up that two. Was, yes, that was a terrible call in overtime. He's, he's going to get into the lane and something's going to happen there that's good, I think. But that was such a terrible officiating. Nope. Note this, BYU fans, the West Coast Conference officials are not always against the Cougars. Now, now, to be clear, we call them the West Coast Conference officials. There are no officials assigned to the West Coast Conference. It's the West Coast, the Mountain West, the Pac-12, the Big Sky. Like, there's this pool of dudes that also ref these games. But I think what happens is if they don't get a big game, say in the Pac-12 or the WCC, they're not as excited to be there, maybe. They might not make as much money refing that game. So then, they, so yeah. They, why is Dave Rose uh, passively aggressively, passive aggressively going after the refs after every game? Because of these reasons. Because of these reasons. But don't turn it over nineteen times. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. Make more than seven threes. Like it's going to be okay. There's more controllable elements here. When you don't feel like you can control something, you start blaming things outside of your circle, and. We tend to do that. Everybody. Dave, me, We you, never Vince, do that. The refs. The refs. At Shea Lauren but, C. But final message, they do stink, though. Just want to At Shea Lauren C. We learned that BYU would probably have wins at St. Mary's and Pacific if Elijah I, Bryant had taken the last shot. I think they would. Also, does Mark Durant's Magic Kitten shirt depict certain players? Clearly, TJ is the <laughs> ginger one. Can we see the T-shirt again? There's a, so there's, you're saying there's a ginger cat? On ah. on the T-shirt? We need to look more closely, apparently, <laughs> at the kitten shirt to find out who is who, right? Yeah, this could get weird, especially on BYU TV, so maybe we don't need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. At Colonel underscore James 83, don't leave the game until the proverbial fat lady sings. 22 seconds left. Cougars down six. There's Game's the, over. There's okay. the shirt. Make the assessment as you wish. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We're looking at the shirt. We will tweet it out. You can decide, uh, along with the ginger cat, who is apparently TJ, who the other cats are. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's not do this. <laughs> At Nickley51, it's a bummer. BYU needs a miraculous comeback and overtime to beat a mediocre West Coast Conference team at home. But I'm sure those who were at the game were thoroughly entertained. Not all games happen the same way. You have to play them and you have to win them. BYU won. Like, what's the big deal? Coming up, track and field. Oh, Multiple school records over the weekend, including Jared Ward's record going down. And big deal, no deal. Jock Landale only took four shots against the Zags? 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the studio Bizzle for Rizzle with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at... 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU basketball, Dave Rose is on tomorrow night, 8 Eastern time with host Greg Rubel featuring the coach, Dave Rose, and associate head coach Heath Troyer tomorrow. Reserve your seats at BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. Tweet in questions for Dave Rose and Heath Troyer using hashtag Rose Show. Heath Troyer sitting next to Dave Rose following that game. I would say clearly, clearly is a big deal. So let's play big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one, Ben Bagley. First one's easy one, putting it on a tee. Big deal, no deal. The BYU win over San Francisco. Swing away, Jerem. I could argue both sides of that. I'm going to say big deal because being down six with 22 seconds left and winning that game is a big deal. Why were they in that position in the first place? It happens. Like, is every day with your family a great day? Some days you're down six with 22 seconds to go in the kitchen at dinner time. Okay, you come back, you win, you go to bed, you go, okay. Whew. Tomorrow we're going to not turn it over 19 times in this household. Like, it happens. Amen. You could say the same thing about, why was BYU down against LMU or Pacific? Okay? I love the voice that we throw out when we don't agree with it. Just win the game. <laughs> Just win the game. And BYU did it. You play to win the game. In a very improbable fashion, but they did it. And, I re- again, I'm reminded of what happened 12 years ago. BYU down 10 to a horrible TCU team at home. They find a way to win, erase a 10-point deficit in a minute's time, and then the Cougars win 10 of their next 11. During that season, it was a tipping point game for the Cougars. They were 10-6 and six going into that game. Not good. And then they won 10 of the next 11. I think that this will reap similar results for BYU. They'll go on a nice little run here because they found a way to win that game. So, yes, I think it's a big deal. Number two. By the way, real quick before moving on, Dave Rose, interesting take on this in the post game, saying this is not just good to let my team know we can do it but also lets them know that we could be on the other end of it. True, true. Absolutely. Into that. N- yeah. Number two, big deal, big deal, bigger deal. Oh. Elijah Bryant's post-game-tying shot face or Spencer Linton's St. <laughs> Mary face. Uh, and here's a look at Elijah Bryant's. If you, we've, uh, we're going to tweet this out if you miss it. Elijah Bryant has real stink face there. Yours is annoyed, okay? So it, it is different, but yours is better. Yours is a bigger deal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yours has way more emotion. Elijah's is like, yeah, I just did that. Yours is like, I can't stand this guy. Yeah, I want to lean on Elijah Bryant's face being a bigger deal because it followed, (laughs) like, a happy memory for me personally. Yeah. But let's be honest. The raw emotion displayed in that ugly St. Mary's face is a bigger deal. It just is because it – it is in one expression. In one expression, it collects so much negativity and just vitriol that I have for St. Mary's. St. Mary's was making that face. Yeah. Saturday night against Gonzaga. They <laughs> wow. My Zags <laughs> took him down. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Fans leaving in the final minute of the ball game. Listen, I get it. If you're a bad fan, 
If you're a good fan, you stay to the end, you see the miracle, you talk about it later. I mentioned a friend that left early. He had like a dinner in Salt Lake he had to go to. Would he have left no matter what the score was? It doesn't matter. You got to stay, man. You got to stay, right? Yeah. Unless unless you got multiple poopy diapers and you got to get out of there. You got to stay. Wait, what What did your friend Justin have to do again? What did he have to do? It doesn't matter! Thanks, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yes, this is a big deal because now all of those fans are going to be the fan that left the game early, right? They're still going to claim they were there, though, maybe. Like, like Ty Detmer said, when we played Miami, there were 100,000 people that claimed they were there. Yeah, yeah. yep. <laughs> what? And we have BYU players tweeting about fans leaving. They're like, Elijah Bryant said, hey, thanks to all the fans that stayed. Yeah. True fans. Hashtag true fans. True fans. Like yeah. It's, uh, it's a big deal, people. It's a big deal. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Donny Osmond in the stands for the OT win. Oh, this is a big deal. He made a man out of them. He had sacred emotion. <laughs> he, yes. Donny Osmond went to the game. This is great. This is great. <laughs> He tweeted, the only thing better than being at a BYU basketball game winning in overtime is being at a BYU basketball game winning overtime with my grandson. Solid. Yeah. Solid. It's Yeah. I love Donny Osmond. Okay? He's got one of the most successful shows in Vegas, and he's tweeting about BYU basketball. Yes. Of course he is. This is a big deal because yes. he was a big deal. He's a guy that released a metal album called Crazy Horses, and it's one of the top 100 metal albums of all time. He's a soldier of love, people. <laughs> It's a big deal. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Donny Osmond in the house, man. Golden Pipes. Always good. It's a big deal. When Jason Shepard is tweeting about it, it's a big deal. Okay. (laughs) Number five. Three points, Jason. (laughs) Number five. Bonus one here. A little breaking news. After the Mark Duran interview and the BYU Sports Nation retweet, that retweet is now up to 100, which means we've got cat yeah. shirt for the rest of the season. Cat shirt. That's exciting. Until BYU, Until BYU loses. loses. The cat shirt is on. So this is through the WCC tournament and then into the Final Four for of? BYU. Of? The NCAA tournament. <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. That's just perfect. Okay. Okay. All right. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Gonzaga holding Jock Landau to only four shot attempts in the Zags win. And he only made two. This is a big deal. Yeah. They double teamed him so well with the nearest guard. Jock Landau couldn't find his way out of it. And they, they gave BYU a recipe for this hopefully, to use should BYU encounter St. Mary's in the semifinal. They shut him down. Chuck Lando looked terrible. At home. At, at home. home. Gonzaga dominated that thing start to finish, by the way. Really what we're getting at is, Jerem, because I know that you want to discuss this. <laughs> what, Chuck? Ju- Chuck Lando no. going down in the power pole this week? Well, there, there's that, He's okay? The He's still the best there's player. that, but then there is something that we have discussed before. Who's the best team in the West Coast Conference? Gonzaga's right the best team now. They split, so then I look at, okay, St. Mary's won by three in Spokane, and then Gonzaga won by what, like 12 or something? Gonzaga's the best team, dude. They did it later and by more. Uh, we'll be discussing this later on this week. My Zags are the best team in the league. Your Zags. Coming up, the men's Get team wasn't the here. only BYU team to go to OT this weekend. How did the women's team do? I don't want to talk about it. Plus, Cougars overseas with success in three different spots. 
Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, the man who has the magical kitten shirt, BYU basketball analyst and Cougar Hoops alumna, Mark Durant. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. I'll wear my bear shirt tomorrow, if I remember. Just we stopped going. at that gas station and found ugly Do t-shirts. We need, hey, hey! Do we need to stop at that gas station on the way to Vegas? You remember WCC that, right? We had, we're doing it. We're going like to Fillmore. Shirt. We're getting it. We got time to talk about yes. it. Yes. We're getting it in Fillmore. There was a purple shirt with like Timberwolves howling at the moon. We have stopped yes. at that convenience store. Yes. We're doing this. Coming up this week, Blaine Fowler and former BYU Cougar Trent Playstead. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Down six with 22 seconds to play. BYU beat. San Francisco in overtime, 75-73. T.J. Haas, 26 points and 7 assists in the game. Women's basketball. Drops a heartbreaker to San Francisco in double overtime. Apparently it was an overtime Saturday against the Don. 76-73. Senior Cassie DeVagere and sophomore Brenna Chase combined for 50 points in that loss. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth, 6 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists in 31 minutes as the Mavs lost to the Rockets yesterday. Jimmer scored 49 points, had five assists and five steals in a win for the Shanghai Sharks over the Qingdao Eagles. The win secured the final playoff spot for the Sharks in the CBA playoffs. Cougars overseas. Eric Meek had 17 points and three rebounds in a loss in Italy. Ashley Hatch and Melbourne City FC advanced to the Westfield W League Grand Finale next weekend after defeating Brisbane Roar 2-0. Hatch was the starter in the match. And Taylor Sanders, 16 points. In a volley lube loss to Perugia in Italy. Volleyball. Seventh ranked BYU did work on the road, taking down 14th ranked USC in four sets over the weekend in Los Angeles. Brendan Sander led BYU with career highs and kills 23 and aces 5. Track and field. Lots to discuss here. This is good. Roy Linkletter, Laura Young Bluth, no relation to the Bluths of Arrested Development, and Whitney Orton all set new school records this weekend. In indoor track, link letter, new record at BYU in the 5,000 meter, 1341.01, topping the record previously held by Olympian Jared Ward. Young Blue sets the BYU record in the 5,000 for the ladies, and Orton set a new BYU women's mile record. Nicely done. Lacrosse. Steve Holt, fourth ranked men's lacrosse There's beat UNLV. In the banana stand. 19 to 11 in their first match of the season. The women's team defeated Central Michigan 17 13. Softball. Cougars lost to Oregon State 49 Saturday. First baseman Libby Sugg had two hits and a run in the loss. BYU went two and three overall at their turn. Tennis. Yeah, really, her name should be Libby Slug. Libby yeah. Slug. <laughs> you know, women's tennis. Yes, and no one knows. On a roll, man. Beat San Diego 5 2 on Saturday. Are they still undefeated? They're I don't pretty think good. they're undefeated, but they are like playing eight and one. really good. well. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished time for 55th. There are the cats from Mark Durant's shirt, incarnate, at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am at three under par. Meow. Rugby. BYU women's rugby defeated Dixie State 88-5 on Saturday. The men's game against Colorado State canceled due to weather. Well, they should have canceled the women's game. Jeez. Gymnastics. 19th ranked BYU scored a season high 196.450, but 
Lost to Southern Utah. Who cares? Doesn't Lose matter. Them. What are they ranked now? 19th. That's, 19th. that's a new ranking. They're, so they're up two spots. They're up two spots. Live on BYU TV Friday night. Yeah, Jerem Jordan on the call with Mikael Merkley. She'll drop a holy moly at some point. I haven't broadcast gymnastics since 2011, so I'm excited to be back in. Oh, what a great season to return. They're on the up and up. They're ranked, yeah. They got rid of me, and then they got ranked. hosting 10th-ranked Denver and Southern Utah. Try me. Please. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to uh, TJ Haas and Elijah Bryant for fueling the comeback for BYU down six with 22 seconds to go. That's just an incredible comeback. Unforgettable. How dare you leave early? <laughs> what is your you. biggest takeaway from the BYU overtime win over San Francisco? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Landon Liston, the comeback. It just proves that it's not over till the clock hits all zeros. It's not always the case, but it was in this game for sure. At wise underscore guy. Food for thought. For all the, it shouldn't have been so close with San Francisco, people. USF was only down three in Spokane with 2.21 left of the game. Zags got an O board and made free throws and finished it out from the free throw line one by nine. A win is a win. That's what I'm saying. Every win isn't the same. There are means to that end. Oh, just win the game, man. Yeah, it's not like every game is close with all the W. Like, BYU won a game by 22 on Thursday. At Spencer underscore BYU. Not affiliated with me. This is your other account. I think we've all known this. I know it's not me because it's saying something that you've always been saying. I think we've all known this. But Saturday proved that when the game is on the line, Elijah Bryant needs the ball in his hands. Oh, my other account tweeted in. Interesting. At our Green Hot Elite tweet of the day that the team has grit. EB is a killer. That when TJ has the mojo, he's unstoppable. Most importantly, that we can, in fact, win in adversity. Let's go. Combo continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Eric Nielsen. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. It's good for an elbow jumper.